Information Nation, the AM Nation pod, your source for gaming, sports, anime news, and so much more. As always, I am the Anime Watch, Booty Knife Gang Reppin, John Cena's bestie, the Shack Daddy himself, Ryan Green Machine Ebner, and this is a gaming episode. We've had a lot of hubbubaloo, a lot of a lot of things going around in the last week or so in the video game world, including a lot with Xbox and what's the future of the Xbox video game releases and is every is Xbox going to become third party? Like what's going to go on? And Phil Spencer and the team sat down on Tuesday, no Thursday, whatever day it was, uh, this past week and kind of helped calm down the flames of the internet overreaction a little bit. So we're going to get into that. We're getting a bunch of other video game news as well, including Helldivers 2, which has just taken the world by storm. So we'll talk about that as well much more uh before we do as always joining me today he is big j himself joey real talk catrano joey how are you hello hi and shalom uh doing pretty good can't can't really complain could but i won't but uh you know dude just uh just going on said you know could could won't do it though appreciate it yeah it's cool it's a monday you know what I mean? We got, um, a lot, we got a lot to go over. No time do. for my problems, you know? We got yeah. bigger problems. Bigger <laughs> fish to fry. Ooh, I do love a good fried fish. Uh, before we do fry all those fishes, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. It's at AMNationPod. Hit the follow button on all those. Listen on podcast platforms such as Spotify and others. Just search Amalgamation Nation. We have a variety of shows out right now. You got the sports episode where we go over uh, the Super Bowl. That's out right now. Pretty good. Uh, David and I last week sat down to our top 10 movies of 2023 and what movies we're kind of looking forward to in 2024 that's out right now um we recorded we so book club yesterday that will be posting on friday so the sports episode i had it released monday this gaming episode when you're listening to it is releasing on wednesday and then the we episode releases on friday right did i do that right or maybe i got that reversed maybe maybe uh we so drops wednesday whatever we episode's going to be out at the same time, so check that out, too. Uh, because we don't have any other shows we're recording this week. We're taking a break this week, so it'll be pretty good. Um, Twitch.tv slash Undead Black Bulls, where you find David. You give him a follow and a sub. If you have Amazon Prime, you get a free Twitch gaming sub a month, so give it to Undead Black Bull. And, of course, if you're playing Fortnite or maybe you're on the Epic Game Store on your PC getting that free game a month, use that content creator code AMNationPod to help support the show at no extra cost to you. Now, as always, how we start these gaming shows. Joey, what you been playing? What you been watching lately, dude? Um, watching? Not, not a whole lot of watching this time. Um, I guess, well, actually, I've been watching, uh, well, Carrie's been leaving on this uh, show called Snapped Ooh, on yeah. uh, Peacock. About yeah. people just, you know, snapping and doing brutal murders to each other and stuff. Is it so, the uh, one that used to be on Lifetime? I believe so. There's like oh, yeah, dude. 30 seasons Hell or yeah, something. Dude. My mom used to have that shit on all day, dude. I'd be watching Snap when I was like 12 years old. Just like, yeah, that woman definitely killed her husband with some Gatorade and some uh, antifreeze. There it is. Yeah. Right. Well, it was cool. To, well, not cool, but there was one that was uh, <laughs> took place in Plainfield on 59 and 135th. I'm no, like, oh, for real? I know exactly where that is. Right where that Myers is. I'm like, oh. I didn't know there was a brutal murder right there, and it went oh. over Plainfield. It was Plainfield Central. It was downtown Plainfield and Naperville. I'm like, oh my god, okay. Ooh, I gotta yep. find that. Like, oh, I'd, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. I'm like, that's yeah, cool, terrifying. But uh, 
So th those ones are like, hey, I know that place. But then other than that, it's like, uh, these are kind of disturbing. I, I found it. Gabriella Escuccia. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to check that one out from 2007, dude. It's in the patch, dude. Gunning down an 18-year-old oh, yeah. behind the Myers. Oh, my God, dude. I'm going to check yep. that out. Shot him like twice and then just like executed him. It's oh pretty my bad. God, dude. What the hell? And then just casually drove away, waited at the red light that was there, and just slowly drove off. <laughs> it was in the middle of the day and everything. I'm like, okay, cool. Okay, well, copy that. Nice. Yeah. So uh, watching watching that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, playing, doing some uh, season nine of the uh, OW watch. Mm -hmm. uh, it's new patch came out everything's kind of different it's it's okay still learning everything but i uh, feel like i'm gonna enjoy it it looks like a good season it's about the old gods mm -hmm. so there's some pretty cool skins that are in there that i'm gonna go for and uh yeah gonna try to climb the ranks they did a rank reset so i'm gonna see where i land this season um also playing far cry 6 on the Xbox, having a ton of fun with that. I love Far Cry, and 6 is very good. I recommend Far Cry 6 to Far Cry fans if you haven't played it. Definitely better than 5. Way better than 4. Uh, nothing's beating 3. And everything's better than Primal. If I had to make a quick list. So, that's where that lands. And then, um, I, I believe that's it. It's, it's pretty mild this time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so, giving an update here, Joey, uh, on our 2023 AM Nation video game of the year. Game of the year. You know what I mean? Um, at this moment, still waiting on Dan. You know what I mean? Still waiting on Dan. Oh, yeah, I think I was talking about that. I think he said he's just not going to do it. Oh, he said okay. at this point, he feels like there's no point. Oh, okay. Well, if he would have filled it out, like, originally, you know. But I already made the executive decision anyway. Um, because I realized where the two games were at, and I was like, well, Dan would rank this game higher than this game anyway, so, like, we're already good. So, officially, officially, the 2023 AM Nation Pod Game of the Year is Diablo 4. Yeah, Diablo. Awesome. Good, Diablo it deserves 4. it. Oh, duh, I forgot, I'm playing the new season of Diablo 4. Oh, yeah, good. Oh, my God, I don't good, know how good, I forgot good. that. Good, good, good. Yeah, playing, playing a co-op, we're playing with uh carrying dan oh yes, yes level like 62 or something i know i was so having a lot of fun i was excited because i knew dan's list was gonna have like diablo on it it was gonna have super mario rpg on it it's gonna have like some fun games on it probably you know like you know fucking overwatch or wow just because you know what i mean you know but right you know, uh, yeah i was like well he's not gonna put Baldur's gate ahead of diablo so i'm gonna give it to diablo so there it is, Diablo 4. Good choice, yeah. Yeah, we've been playing it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, in case you're curious on where everything else kind of ranked out here, uh, Diablo 4, 19 points. Baldur's Gate 3, 17 points. Hogwarts Legacy, 12 points. WoW and Spider-Man 2 each had 8 points. So there nice. you go. That's your top five. Top five, everybody. WoW still did it. Still made the top five, everybody. 
not so bad, not go. bad. No, you know, it still gets in there. Um, all right, let's get into some news, including we talked about Pal World uh, the last time we were on. Well, Xbox is going to work with Pocket Pal directly to help improve Pal World. This is going to be dedicated servers, engineering resources to help with GPU and memory optimization, speeding up the process to make updates available for players, bringing better optimization for Xbox players. And currently, there's over 7.5 million players on Xbox so far. Uh, Joey, I think this is good. This is good, good stuff for them to work with uh, Pocket Pal to help improve Pal World. It's been a huge success still. Oh yeah, yeah. Carrie's still playing that on the uh, Xbox and wanted to try it on PC, and uh, it looks and runs way better on the PC than it does on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'd be good to bring it, you know, to the I guess the big screen, you know, or to the couch play. Um, yeah, so. That that's going to be a, a good W, and once they start finishing that game, I think it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, like, it already is a lot of fun, but it's just going to be better. Yeah, once they add more to it, and there's, like, you know, however they decide to go about it, I assume, like, some type of raid system will probably be put in, and groups, and a bunch of other things, and more, you know, p- uh, pals, and a bunch of other things that you'll be able to do, so that would be cool. Oh, yeah. And uh, Xbox backing them up is a very smart decision on their part, like you said um playstation reportedly looking to get back into the handheld market everybody that is report powered by amd and it's in early development well 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 joey looks like playstation wants to bring on back the psp and the vita they were just ahead of their time man that's all i mean they they really were but now this is different than the quote-unquote handheld they just released yeah so the handheld thingy they just released is like a second screen option i guess for your playstation it's kind of right. stu- stupid if you ask me yeah it wasn't really like portable it was like no, yeah just, it's stupid there like, was really know, no difference yeah you know how like on xbox or cloud gaming we could, if you have it on your tablet or your phone or whatever you can just like take it wherever and access those games you have to yeah. like have your playstation on to still access like this thing. Oh, so it's that's like, right. Yeah, so yeah, it's like it's stupid. Kind of pointless. Yeah, it's dumb. So this would be a full-fledged handheld from PlayStation. I would be interested in that. Mm-hmm. 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 I think it depends on what the specs are it is that it's pushing out, you know? Um, because to you know, I mean, just to be fair, like uh PlayStation games way in xbox games um require a little bit more than nintendo games do just a little bit yeah you know so it kind of depends i guess to me like what that what that handheld looks like what the price point's gonna be uh you know things like that as we we talked about the switch 2 i think on the last one and we're like well you're gonna you can't have oled because you're trying to knock that price point down but it's like playstation like ah fuck it dude let's we'll put out a 450 and fifty handheld fuck it <laughs> i don't know well Sony's already got a patent, you know, QLED, so it's probably true. already kind of have that established because my TV is, you know, the oh, I know I that's that is one of the most beautiful TVs I've ever had the opportunity to, to watch. Oh, yeah, I re- remember watching uh, Game of Thrones oh, on and just God. going so holy good. crap. So good, dude. So just oh, God damn, it's beautiful um it's interesting though because like well we could we could talk here we'll tie it in xbox is also looking to get into the handheld market right and i i mean i'm not surprised 
by any means, especially on the Xbox side, as we'll get into Xbox's strategy and wanting to have like basically an Xbox on every screen. That makes a lot of sense to me, you know, um, that an Xbox, because it seems like they're already so far ahead of Sony when it comes to cloud technology, like this seems like they can kind of nail that way easier. Um, but it's yeah, interesting to me that like, and everything. yeah, it's very interesting to me that like all it took was Nintendo, dude. All it took was Nintendo to set everybody up. And here we are. Oh, yeah. Who would have thought? Now, I will say, I think I'm more interested in a PlayStation handheld than an Xbox. Ooh. Well, uh, why Why so? Uh, Just kind of like what I said on the last one, like Game Pass, like there's some good games on there, but like, I don't know, half the time I'm looking at the library, I'm like, I could play this and this and this, and I just I'm like, meh. And then I looked at the PlayStation library, and I'm like, holy crap, I missed out on this one, this one, this one. Right. Ooh, I want to play that. Oh, they have all the Ratchet and Clanks. Like, it's just more like, for me, it's just more games that I, I guess mm-hmm. I'm interested in at this stage in my uh, gaming life. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. if they could bring it to a handheld, yeah, I'd probably be more interested in them. Oh, I just, uh, David just texted me because he's, uh, he's watching Black Clover, and he just got to a... Ooh, very good scene. Oof, oof, oof. That's tough. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I honestly do tend to agree, though. Like, I think I'd get way more use out of a PlayStation One. I actually, I actually turned my PlayStation on for the first time in a while this past week um, because I was playing, I was replaying Final Fantasy VII Remake to get ready for the new one. Um, I think you have Crisis Core. I already did like a whole watch through on Crisis Core, like a you know, let's pass week a couple weeks ago, just to kind of like get myself like really, really ready. And I was like, man, dude, God, I'm like, I, PlayStation just got bangers. You know what I mean? There's a lot. And I started looking at oh. that, um, like their PlayStation Online thing after you talked about it, because I'm like, let me, let me just see, let me, you know what I mean? Let me, let me just let me check out what Joey's talking about. I'm like, wow, he's not wrong. There are some some good games on here. There's some good games. Yeah, they um, got a lot. Like they have all Ratchet and Clank, like yeah. all the God of Wars, um, Jack and Daxter. Yeah, Jack and Daxter. Like they're just there's just so much on there. That's just like the nostalgia part. Right. Then you also got Detroit Becomes Human, which is a phenomenal game. Highly recommend that. And you just, I mean, they just got great games on there. Yeah, um, honestly, with Xbox getting the Activision and everything, and what you're going to get to is they're going to start slowly kind of pushing those out. You know, if they were to be like, hey, man, here's Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2 on Game Pass, I wouldn't be mad. You know what I mean? With online capability? Oh, wow. (laughs) And it should. Why not? It should. You're right. You're right. This isn't Nintendo, dude. Just get it out. It'll work. Yeah. Uh, like a dragon, infinite wealth has sold over 1 million units in its first week. It's the fastest yelling, selling Yakuza game in the franchise. And to keep with the good Sega news, persona three reloaded has also sold over 1 million copies. It's, uh, since it's launch and it's the fastest selling game in Atlas history. So let me tell you, Sega having a really great start to the year. Oh yeah. That's uh, two W's and from a company that was very close to going under. Yeah, remember everyone point. just assumed like somebody was going to buy Sega. Oh yeah, yeah. We thought like, oh well, Sega's done for. They have nothing. There goes you know, mm-hmm. Sonic kept flopping, and that's it. They're done. Mm-hmm. I know they, um, they just showed back up and are now killing it. 
Yeah, uh, at the Game Awards, they had that whole, like, um, I don't know, maybe minute-long clip where they showed a bunch of uh, games they're working on, that, like, from their library. They've got a crazy taxi in development, more Sonic in development, um, Jet City Radio, like, so many games that they're working on. Everyone's like, holy shit! <laughs> like, all right! <laughs> it's like, Sega's back! They are ready. Um, so that's really cool, but yeah, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, and um, Persona 3 Reloaded doing very well. Persona 3 Reloaded is installed on my Xbox ready to be played so at some on, point on game pass mm-hmm. it's ready you know it's just ready for me to dive in and i'm like oh wait i got other games i want to play oh no because i just know they'll take take over my life you know what i mean oh yeah i also didn't know persona 5 uh royale was on the switch not for my uh preference because i already played it on playstation i don't really feel the need to do it again on the switch but for people that are like maybe they're looking for a fun game to play on their switch persona 5 reload or royale would be just you just want something to spend hundreds of hours on and get on in it there you go dude there you go oh yeah and it doesn't require a lot so you're not going to feel like it's running really bad on the switch you know what i mean like the people that are like hey man i want to play hogwarts legacy or i want to play the witcher or like like don't do that you know what i mean or like people trying to play batman arkham don't do that dude don't Ooh, do that yeah. to yourselves. Yeah. Just... Mortal Kombat 1. <laughs> yeah, that's Start right. games you just straight up avoid. Yeah. But for the most part, they run very well. Yeah. Um, this is something that's just very troubling. According to reports, about 95% of game studios are working on or plan to release a live service game. This is from a recent survey of nearly 540 studios from around the world. Roughly 66 agree that games as a service are necessary for long-term success. And I... Put in the notes when I wrote this. Weird, because I feel like gamers we're fatigued of that genre. Am I wrong, Joey? But it, doesn't it feel like we're fatigued? I mean, it just seems like every game's got. It's like every game became open world, and then you saturated the market with open world games. So now when I see one, I'm like, oh, cool, another way overdone open world game that I don't have any interest in because it's open world and it's empty. And now you're gonna. Yeah, and now you're going to fall into the same thing of like, oh, cool, another game I have to spend $70 on, and then if I actually want to have the entire game, i got to spend another 30 mm-hmm. But I only have to do that 30 about every three months when there's a new season for a game that should not have that. So uh, don't like that. I know they said it's for long term. I think that is going to hurt the gaming industry more than it's going to benefit it's only good for the long-term success for the corporate pockets, not good for the gaming community. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just think when you when you look at it, like, I do understand, like, um, I've had this conversation with people before where it's like, because these games are so expensive to make that, like, s- publishers and studios are like, okay, we have to have some type of games-as-a-service element just to try and make our money back you know on this on the development of the games and i think was it the last show we talked about joey that like maybe what we need to start doing is not making such big triple a productions and start to like yes shrink it down a little bit right like that's when we were talking about like pal world right you got nintendo and the pokemon company making this multi-billion dollar game and it looks and runs like shit and then you got pal world that's just a small company you know like maybe a fifth of the budget to be generous and runs looks plays way better than scarlet and violet right so like just because you throw 20 billion dollars at a game 
doesn't mean it's going to be a good game. Yeah, 100%. 100%. We're going to get into like some of the success of some other games that came out already this month and that aren't even full price, right? Just like Power World and kind of hammers into that. Like my thing is, you know, for every Spider-Man, God of War, Halo, um Diablo, like whatever, there's always room for a Hi-Fi Rush, a Pentiment, a uh, as we're seeing at a pal world, the hell divers Two, um, even that Prince of Persia game that came out at the beginning of the year. Like we love diversity in our video games, right? Like you don't, like you just said, like, I don't need an open world every single time. I don't need a live service game every single time. Like when I, BK and I were playing suicide squad and then, uh, I played, damn, wait, did I talk about playing suicide squad you on did the, not. Po- on the last podcast? Neither. Right. I don't think I did. Oh, okay. Well, I don't think so. I think it, it got mentioned, but oh, okay. So I, I did it, get it. I don't think you were playing it yet. Yeah. So BK and I, he like texted me the Friday it dropped, and he was like, "Hey, man, so are we doing this or what?" Because I'll just go pick it up right after, you know, on my break or whatever. And I go, "Whoa, whoa, 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 we game share, brother." Listen, if there's ever a time that I feel like this is a game to split the cost, <laughs> this is it. Because, <laughs> like, I don't really want to pay full price for this game. And he's like, oh, all right, good call. So we split it. And then, you know, we're, uh, we played it the first night on that Friday night. We played it together for a few hours. Honestly, it was fine. It was fine. Okay. I, I, I think that would sum that game up for me is okay. Like, it's, it's okay. It's not bad I, by any means. I don't think it's awful. You know, like some people that are like really bagging on it. I'm like, mm, no, I mean, I'm I do see some of those complaints, maybe, but like it's not that bad. Um, it does definitely feel like a game where you have a really great studio like Rocksteady that like has put out bangers after bangers over its time. And then it seems like, you know, the publisher or like whoever the studio is like, hey, we got to put out something, you know, at the time of the development, I think that's something to remember that like when these games are being developed, especially because of COVID with a delay games as a service were hot commodity. Remember like Fortnite and Pu- and PUBG, And then you had apex and you started seeing all these games come out. Where everyone's like, Oh shit, dude, everyone's got to have one and destiny. And like, you know, and then, and then again, the market got oversaturated so then you, by the time you do get these games out, because they take so long to develop, you're like, I don't really like that anymore. <laughs> like, it's not really my palette right. anymore. And but the game itself, like playing it and I even went back after uh, throughout that week after even like, you know, when BK and I weren't playing together just to continue playing and doing missions and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, I like this. You know, what I mean, as somebody that likes um, the DC universe I was, and likes the Arkham universe, I was like, this is really cool. Like, um, there's a part in beginning of the game where you go into and when you're in Metropolis, it's called uh, the Batman Museum, I believe it's called. And it legit takes you through all three Arkham games. It is like oh, wow. so, like you go on like a, a museum exhibit, basically. It's a it's an entire museum and you walk through and like the very first part of the museum is about Arkham, um, Arkham uh, or, or Arkham uh, Asylum. Then it's Arkham City. Then it's Arkham Knight. And like they you can walk up to each character and like it tells you about the character. And it's kind of cool. Like if you play as say you're Harley Quinn and you go up to the Harley Quinn biography thing and click on her to talk about it. She's like, hey, and like she interacts with it because it's her because it's that Harley, you oh, know, and like okay. so. And like dead shot and like i think there's like a it's just it was really really that was like one of the coolest things and like there's a part where you know like you hear kevin conroy doing the batman voice and 
that was really cool. And then at the very end of it, it actually shows you how this Batman from Arkham that like at the end of Arkham Knight, obviously you believe Batman's dead, but he's not dead. And he comes back and it shows how he like he met with like Superman and that's how they formed the Justice League in this Arkham verse. And like, you know, it's cool. Um, I definitely think it would have been something interesting to do. Um, obviously, if Kevin Conroy didn't pass away, sadly, that would have been really cool to see more of that story. But honestly, the game's not bad. I just think it's. You know, it's a thing where, like, I don't know, it doesn't give you enough to make you want to keep coming back, and that's what a games as a service needs to survive. You know what I mean? So it's hard. And also, too, like, how many of these studios are going to make these games? How original is that? You know what I mean? There's just not a lot of original ideas going around. Right. Well, then, just like you, you just said, the content. So if I'm paying for a games for service, right, like, you know, I, I, I buy the game and... You want me to pay twenty dollars for the next season or whatever? Well, how much content are you giving me? Mm-hmm. Are you just rehashing old shit, or are you just like like what 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 are you giving out? Because like if you're going to be making that kind of money, or you're just doing it as a cop out to make more money on these games that you're overinflating, and then we still get a shit half-ass game. Right. Right. Yeah. See, just uh, it's not great. I don't think it will be great to see a bunch of those come out. I really don't think so, because I just don't think a lot. I mean, we already seen so many already close and like shut down. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh yeah, ugh, ugh, I don't really want any more of those. Uh, Xbox. This is what this is what shook the internet up. Okay, reports were swirling that Xbox was planning on releasing multiple games on uh, multiple platforms, such as Switch and PS Five. The list of games, though, is where it started getting insane, okay? So, originally, it was like Hi-Fi Rush, Sea of Thieves. Um, I think there was a couple others, like Pentiment and stuff. And you're like, okay, that makes sense to me. Okay, I get that. Kind of give it the Minecraft treatment, right? We're like, you know, that makes sense. Then, it started getting real deep. Oh, it's going to be Starfield. It's going to be Indiana Jones. It was like starting to get like these Bethesda games. And I'm like there's just no way i'm like that's kind of crazy i'm like really are they like maybe you know there's some type of exclusivity on xbox for a year and then like you know okay and like this was going this was a whole thing that i was having an argument with where like i understood the idea of like xbox wanting to go more third party and like you know because again like let's just be honest like they just don't sell they have it when it comes to selling consoles they have not recovered since the xbox one debacle they just haven't They've not been able to do that. They lost that bet one so bad when Sony got way more users into the PS4 and how successful it was. And it's just so hard to come back from that because you had hundreds of millions of people invest into the PlayStation ecosystem, right? And I think a lot of people, uh, when it comes to games and like buying their consoles, kind of tribalistic in a way, right? Where like, you know, kind of like, like, you know, like, uh, I saw people comparing it to like your favorite sports team. Right. And like, even though video games, I guess shouldn't really be that way. It still comes out that way where you're like, I'm an Xbox guy or I'm a PlayStation guy. And then you got the Nintendo and the PC guys in the back. Like, Hey, we're just here. You know, we just, we just do our thing. And people were kind of upset. Cause they're like, dude, like I buy an Xbox because I want to have these games. I want to invest in this ecosystem. And then like, you're telling me the PlayStation and switch people are going to get the same games. Like what the hell? PlayStation doesn't give up their games to Xbox. Like, what are we doing? It, that it was a it was a mess. It was a mess. Um, and then 
the Phil Spencer and them announced that like, hey, they're gonna have a state of this business meeting. Like, it's cool. It's cool. They're gonna discuss their plans. So as they discussed their plans, it was like 25 minutes on the Xbox official podcast. Yes, the internet indeed did overreact just a bit. Uh the games Whoa, what? No way. I know, right? I know. Um, they announced that four games are going are in their plan to release uh, across multiple platforms, such as Switch or PlayStation 5. Um, Phil and the team did not want to say what four games those were. They said they wanted those studios to make the announcements when they felt ready. Um, but everyone's pretty much locked in on it is probably Grounded, Hi-Fi Rush, Sea of Thieves, and Pentiment. Um, makes sense to me. I think those are great four games to like kind of push that out there. Um, he, they reiterated their commitment to making Xbox hardware, including that the next Xbox console is already in development and they plan to make a big, the largest leap forward that we've seen so far. I don't know what that means. I, you know what I mean? Like it's okay. You know, um, they also reiterated that Xbox game pass is staying on Xbox and PC. Um, Phil Spencer also released a memo to the company mentions quote, the future where Xbox is on every screen. Uh, this is from Evan Campbell at GameSpot. Before Microsoft's gaming CEO Phil Spencer addressed the public about the company's future business tra- strategy, he sent a memo to employees outlining his vision. One notable plan from that email, not specifically stated when Xbox confirmed for four first-party games for PlayStation and Switch, was that he wants, quote, a future where Xbox every screen is an Xbox. Quote, multiple device players have to navigate multiple identities, entitlement li- uh, libraries, communities, wallets, and reward programs. Similarly, the industry's biggest franchises increasingly ship across multiple devices, requiring creators to build and manage multiple instances uh, for their games, leading to higher cost and fragmented communities. All of this friction creates a tremendous opportunity for us to meet the needs of multiple device players and creators. Um, This leads into Spencer's outlook of, quote, every screen is an Xbox, which isn't too different from the company's current Play Anywhere marketing for digital titles. It also plays into Spencer's original message for Xbox Cloud Gaming when subscribed to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Late last year, Microsoft CFO Tim Stewart even said the company wanted Game Pass on, quote, every screen possible. Um... Also, Matt Booty and Sarah Bond talked about next-gen Xbox hardware this week. They also teased the Xbox Series X S option later in the year. Um, hell, and they also chatted a little bit about Helldivers 2 not being on the Xbox, where um, they kind of talked about, like, yeah, that's kind of silly. Like, why don't we have that? Like, um, Fed Spencer said, quote, I will say, when I look at a game like Helldivers, and it's a great game, kudos to team shipping on PC and PlayStation, I'm not exactly sure who is who it helps in the industry by not being on Xbox. If you try to twist yourself to say, like, somehow that benefited somebody somewhere. He continued, but I do get it. And Spencer also acknowledged that Microsoft does the same practice by having exclusives of its own. So, I mean, basically, like, yeah, Xbox is still going to have exclusives, everybody. Okay. It's kind of going to be like a case by case basis. That's my assumption from all of this. Um, you're still, they still want you to feel like you're committed to the Xbox ecosystem. You're still going to, they're going to still make hardware. They're still focused on bringing exclusives here. But I also think he's right in a sense of like, hey, you know, when you have a game, let's talk about like Helldivers that's doing so well, it kind of seems silly not to have it everywhere, right? But at the same time, exclusives are kind of what like you know was get, got us to this point anyway so i guess that it's kind of a lot to unpack there joey but like xbox basically 
calmed it down a little bit. Like, yo, we're not like putting Halo and Gears of War on PlayStation and shit, you know? Right. Well, then they also confirmed, I, I forget if you said it or not, but like Starfield and Indiana Jones are not going oh, anywhere. Oh, yes, correct, correct. Yeah, those are those are staying exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm for the boat of like, who cares? Kind of like what the system is like. I feel like as a game developer, isn't it more important to have people play your game than where they play your game? So I kind of like the idea that, you know, Xbox or like Phil, whatever, is just like, hey, you know, it's up to the developers if you want to, you know, be like, hey, I kind of want to release this on PlayStation also or with Sony, whatever. Um, You know, I, I don't know. I, I look at it as like a good thing. It's a good thing for gamers. Sure, it might not be great for Microsoft, but it's good for the gaming community. And that's what, you know, video games are all about is about the people. It's not about the company. And that's one thing I always liked about Microsoft and Phil and just the Xbox, you know, family is, yeah, sure, we have some exclusives, but not like, that's not our main focus. Like, we want people just to play our games. Right. And, uh, I feel like there's there's a lot of other games even on the Sony side. Like, think about how well would Gears of or not Gears of War, uh, God of War, do on Xbox, or Detroit Become Human, or if they're like, hey, all the Ratchet and Clanks are released on Xbox. Like, you got to think like how how much of a market is there for people who have an Xbox, who let's say can't afford a PlayStation but want to play so many of their games, but just don't really have a way of doing it. So I. I don't know. Like I'm I'm not I'm not mad about them, you know, giving up some of their games because like I said, at the end of the day it's about the community and the gamers being able to play those games. And if this just means more people could play the games and keep that community alive and those popular games popular, that's a huge W in my eyes. Yeah, let's say like, okay, the Sea of Thieves, there's a bunch of people on PlayStation that maybe they don't have a PC or whatever, and they don't have an Xbox, and they've been like, they're like man, I, I think I'd really, you know, they, they end up getting Sea of Thieves, and they're like, they try it out, and they're like, oh man, I really like this. Now you've reinvigorated that community in that uh, game studio again, so like, for rare, and um, I think that's good. I think that's good, and like yeah. you said, it's all about what's best for us as the players, as the gamers not what's best for the companies um i always find that really weird when people like defend billion dollar companies like that and it's like well i just what's good for us we're, we're the people that matter right you know what i well, mean those, not, those not, like the, the sony ponies and the xbox thick suckers and the, the pc master <laughs> racers like uh you know the, the the people who are like the company the company the, they're pussy whipped virgins to be honest okay <laughs> so like they don't give a shit about the game. They just care about, yep, well, uh, <clears throat> Sony just made another 10 out of 10 game. What do you think about that? Oh, cool. Good for them. Yeah, yeah but, like, it's a 10 out of 10 game, and it's on Sony only. Okay, cool. Yeah, did you hear me, though? It's a 10 out of 10 game on Sony. Okay, man. Cool. <laughs> I, I don't care. It's like, there's some people who just care about that. They, they don't, they'll never talk about the game. It's about, look what Sony did. Look what Nintendo did. Look how bad Microsoft's doing. They don't that's all they look at and it's just it's kind of boring and sad like there's so much more going on than you know talking about trillion dollar companies that are perfectly fine if a game flops you know and it, like i said it should be about the players it shouldn't be about the corporations and the businesses because honestly at the end of the day fuck them 
It should be about the developers and how they get their games to their players. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. Whatever be good for us, that's what uh, that's what matters the most. Um, including, speaking of Game Pass, there are Game Pass releases for this month, including, available right now, um, you've got An- Anuchard. Uh, the kingdom of Anuchard has fallen generations after the collapse. Its surviving descendants have chosen you to become the bewilder of the magical Adros Bell. Go forth, battle monsters, solve puzzles, and restore Anucard to its former Skyward glory. Um, coming, well, the, yeah, these are out now as well. Train SimWorld 4, that's out on Cloud Council and PC. Madden NFL 24 is out on Council and PC. Uh, Resident Evil 3 is out right now, Cloud Council and PC. Mm, Bloodstain Ritual of the Night, that's out now on Cloud Council and PC. A little to the left is out right now on cloud council and pc plate up is also out on cloud council and pc and return to grace which will be dropping tuesday is on cloud council and pc as well and in case you missed it coming to game pass in march is mlb the show 24 in case you didn't know that game used to be exclusive to playstation everybody and then starting last year they started getting it on game pass so there you go there you go. Now, the only reason that happened, uh, if, if you know, I'm not going to make you guys dial back a year ago to find out that why. But the reason that happened is because MLB, who like gets to choose the publisher, was like, hey, everybody really likes this game, but they really wish that Xbox had a baseball game, too. And MLB was like, yeah, fuck that. We want you to put it on everywhere, not just PlayStation right. anymore. You know, and it, that's how it should be. And that's what Microsoft's doing. It should be yeah. up to the developers. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, also, I believe next week, Tales of Arise is coming to Xbox Game Pass as well. So be on the lookout for that. Um, Nintendo sale numbers after their fourth quarter report. The Switch total units sold is up to 139.36. It is getting extremely close, uh, to the top, everybody. It's getting very, very, very close to the top. Uh, best-selling counts of all time is the PS2 with 155 million units, followed by the Nintendo DS at 154 million units. The Switch is in third at 139.36. I don't know, man. It's getting real close. It's getting real Ooh. close. The Switch. Well, I think with the the Switch Two potentially coming out in the next year or so. I don't know. It's going to be tight. Yeah, it is going to be tight. That's why I mean, I'm very curious on what Nintendo's trying to do here uh, when it comes to that, which we'll, we'll get to that here in a little bit as well. Um, so some other uh, gaming news from the Switch, though. Super Mario RPG already over selling over 3 million units sold. That's already more than it originally sold when it first came out. Awesome. Uh, That's Mario, great. Mario Kart 8. so excited for 1,000-year door. Absolutely. I love when people come out and they support these games um, and it kind of makes them think, hey, maybe we should make another one of these. You know, maybe people actually like this jo- this story or this uh, this game or this genre that we could do. So very cool. Oh, you have to make sequels with some of these games. Holy crap. You want to talk about the hype and really selling a game? Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. That is how you do it. Mario Kart 8, the best selling game of all time on the Switch is at over 60 million units jesus dude that's crazy (laughs) yeah yeah uh the second best-selling game all time on the switch and the 2020 
AM Nation Pod Game of the Year, Animal Crossing New Horizons has over 44 million units sold, which is also insane. It's also really insane. <laughs> so if it wasn't for COVID, I don't know if that game would have done that well. I realistically. Would, yeah, realistically, I probably guarantee it wouldn't have. Wouldn't have. There's no way. It wouldn't have, like, dude, like, so many people did so many things with it. I mean, I literally remember doing the podcast on Animal Crossing. Like while David right? was streaming, yeah, was so like cool. yes, and like seeing other people do that, and like uh, there was one Gary Witta who had his stream, and he was literally getting celebrities to come to his island and like doing a talk show with them. Like, dude, ah, oh, what a time! Cool, what a time! Oh, we even celebrated your birthday on there too. Yes, that's right, you guys did. We did celebrate my birthday on Animal Crossing. So good, dude. Such a shitty time, but such a great, great memories with Animal Crossing. So good. Oh yeah. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom already over 20 million units sold. Breath of the Wild is at 31 million units sold. So the Nintendo Switch and its main catalog of games have been doing fantastic. In case anybody yeah, didn't no know. issues there. Nope. Um, IGN looking to unionize. IGN Creators Gold is a is a union that they're trying to form to help all their talent. Um, that's cool. You know what I mean? I think something with as you've seen with so many uh layoffs in the video game industry uh probably really good to see uh more of that more uh more of that uh uh and the ign creators gold announced that 87 percent of edible eligible editorial and creative employees at games media have already signed union cards quote ign is an incredible place to work but so many of the talented creators that make it so incredible need more support than they're currently getting especially when it comes to competitive pay and adequate time off in a press release they announced at and at that time when our industry faces so much uncertainty and ma- amid mass layoffs and the rise of generative ai it's more important than ever for us to ensure ign remains a great place to work not just today but for the future of ign that doesn't exist yet yeah absolutely dude absolutely yeah. like you know if am nation had a, a union maybe more people's time off would be approved but mike and bk dude they're just real sticklers about it you know what i mean they don't they don't like approving it you know right yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think because they they never show up to approve it, you know. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, Mike shows up on the episodes, dude. That's that's surprising. I know he's like that's I'm he's the, it's not it's, all, he's, it's what he's all about. Yeah, it's the back. He's the backbone of that one. Um, he uh is very funny. Like Elaine's like, oh, I might put in some PTO. He's like, oh, denied. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they they don't deal with that shit, dude. Sorry, they rule with an iron fist. Um, so I don't know if you heard, Joey. But the little game called Hell Divers 2 has been taken over the video game world by storm. Hell Divers 2, just like Power World, doing huge numbers on Steam. Over 450,000 concurrent players, which moves it past Destiny 2 and Starfield and others into the top 25 all-time list on Steam. Server caps have been happening as the team tries to keep up with the demand. As 100,000 of players are getting their ass kicked, it's been trending across all social media such as Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as PlayStation and PC players have been asking for the game to come to Xbox so Xbox players can aid in the hell di- aid the hell divers in their battle against the bugs, robots, and all sorts of shit. Honestly, dude, that's pretty cool. I fucking love all the edited videos that are coming out of this game. Where it's like they're like, oh, we need help, we're dying. It's like they're you see their screen going black because they're dying, and then like they put in the OS and o, uh, o, ODST clips of Halo and like oh, everyone yes. dropping. Dude, it's so 
fucking cool. And like, yeah, I'm not I gonna love, lie, the, the game looks hyped. I did not realize though that it's uh, crossplay for PlayStation and Steam. So I didn't know that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because I wanted to play it, but I was like, ah, I don't really want to get it on my PC. Like uh, everything always runs like ass because it's so slow on my internet here. And then like uh, Nick was like, No, dude, you can get it on your PlayStation. So like I'm buying it this weekend on my PlayStation. It's only forty dollars. Oh, nice. Yeah, see, cool. there you go. A non-full uh, retailed game. Doing well. Doing great. And what also is kind of crazy about all this, as this is going on, we had some uh, some former Halo 3 and Halo OD, uh, ODST developers and stuff and coming out and like kind of like, yeah, we like tried to pitch like different Halo things like this to uh, at the time and nobody wanted to do it. Like, and that's so shitty because like I feel like Halo would be the perfect John, perfect game universe for things like this like oh, to something do- like that you're playing like a space marine you're like you're a marine instead of a spartan yeah. but like yeah. fighting for your life like that oh yeah yeah yep. Yep. i think it'd be really cool man i think uh, halo just lends itself to like you could do a variety of games with it you know what i mean you know like oh yeah i, I saw a lot of people like talking like why isn't hasn't xbox like invested in like okay this team we're going to we're going to work on like an actual main campaign Halo. This is going to be like some type of like multiplayer, you know, standard Halo shit. This is going to be like a, a free a firefight kind of thing. This is going to be the, like you could do so many different types of things with Halo and they just don't do that. All right, give me another Halo Wars 3. Yeah. Like or not another but like make Halo Wars 3 like you've got like you said you got so many options and you're just letting it sit there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let some other people touch it besides 343. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why not? You have all these studios. Why not? You know what I mean? Let them get, let them get a little yeah. weird with it. Um, Helldivers 2 is paying out extra in-game bonuses to make up for unsquished bug. Uh, if you felt player rewards have been lacking Helldivers 2 after finishing a mission, it's not just you. Developer Arrowhead is aware of the problem and continues to work on a fix. Uh, this is from the 16th. In the meantime, the game will grant extra bonuses to all players during the weekend. In a message shared on Twitter, Deputy D- Game Director Sagar Baroshi said that the players will receive XP and requisition at a 50% multiplier on top of the base mission score to make sure you're actually getting said bonus. You should be able to see a game master effect labeled, quote, accounting correction while on the Super Destroyer. Uh, the multiplayer went until the end on Sunday. Um, I heard they're also working on doing uh, stuff this weekend as well. Uh, it was very, very busy. They're con- constantly working on trying to make sure they keep up with the server, and they're trying really hard. Uh, elsewhere in the galaxy, Arrowhead said it's, quote, never adding PvP, though, to Helldivers to avoid a toxic community. So it's just PvE, you and your f- you know, three other homies jumping in and just bringing democracy around the world, around the, the universe. You know what I'm saying? You know, no, so. it's awesome. It is really, really cool. So, yeah, uh, next show I will talk about Hell Divers. I am going to dive into it. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Get it, Hell Diving into it. <laughs> uh-huh. yes, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Spider Man 2 getting a new game plus mode coming March 7th. New suits coming as well with it and more modes. Um, so, Spider Man 2 is my game of the year. We talked about that last time. Feels kind of a long time to do until you get a new game plus mode. The game came out in October, you know? Um, I'm sure Insomniac probably wanted it to come like day and day or like a week after the game launched, you know, which is more normal. And I'm sure like they just had a deadline. They had to get this game out and they realized that like, all right, we got to sacrifice something. And they sacrificed new game plus mode to make sure the game can get out. And, um, I just need to see what it is. 
You know, if it's just new suits and there's not a lot of extra added to it, I don't know if that will really get me to play it again. Um, but now, now they, what would get you to play it again? Okay, like, so what would be a, your ideal new plus? Um, if they add a bunch of new, like, different, like, quests and side missions and things like that, like, to do around the city of New York, I'd be in for that. I'd be in for that. Now, what happens if I propose to you alternate timelines? You play Ooh. as a different Peter Parker. You fight a different set of villains. Like, you, they kind of just remake the game. It's more or less the same, but it's slightly different. Oh, yeah, I'd be in on that then. Yeah. Literally, if they just add anything to it that's new for me to, like, actually do, like, to play, and not just, like, oh, hey, here's some suits, and, you know, you can redo the thingy, and it's like, ah, I don't really want to do that. I just, I need some new, like, actual content for me to do that's different than my first playthrough, because I 100%ed it. Like, I did everything. Right. It was great. Yeah, so you want something different. Yeah, I need something to, like, mm, get my palette, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, I know, like... For instance, people that were playing Starfield, like there's some people that have done like five new game pluses or more because it's like all different shit every time. It adds a different layer to the story every time. Now, I'm not thinking that Insomniac's going to get that in depth, but like, you know what I mean? Like if you're going to give me a new game plus mode and you made me wait from like October to March, like, all right, got to give me something, you know, to, to give me yeah, make, make it worth the wait. Yeah, trust me, I love the game, but it's like, yeah, you know, there are a lot of things there, you know what I mean? Like, Helldivers 2, Final Fantasy 7 Remake Part 2, like, you know, a lot of, a lot of Power World, a lot of things going on. Um, Speaking of a lot of things going on, Joey, Spot, Cowboy Bebop collabed, teased for Overwatch 2. God yeah, damn it, dude. Pretty cool. If there was ever a reason, the game stays installed and ready to roll anytime. You know what I mean? I keep it ready. In case any time it calls to me. And let me tell you, dude, when I saw the Cowboy Bebop tease, it was like the fucking Green Goblin mask talking to Norman Osborn, dude, in the movie. I was like, <gasps> I was like, oh, no, no, I don't need to do it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to. I, I'll get on. I'll just spend whatever I got to spend, dude. That's fucking cool. You mean, right? If I, know I get though. Spike, you get Spike as like McCree, dude. Oh, oh yeah. No, that that's definitely happening. Oh, Faye is Ash, dude. Oh. Yeah, there. It's it's gonna be good. I can't wait. I gotta say, like the One Punch Man, like that was cool. The the K-pop thing, like okay, yeah. you know, not not my scene, but cool. But now Cowboy Bebop. All right, now now you have my my interest here. I think uh, Mike talked about it too that he's like he hopes it's just like more than the One Punch Man one thing was. He's hoping it's like more to it, you know. So that'd be cool. Hopefully, but I'm not going to hold my breath for it because it's Blizzard and Overwatch, but <laughs> who knows? <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Disney makes a huge investment into Epic Games. $1.5 billion to be exact. That is a lot. Uh, Fortnite creating brand new universes for Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, Pixar ESPN, and more. Kind of looked like uh, in their teaser kind of thing, kind of like how, you know, Fortnite has its own Lego thing, and then it has its own racing thing, and then it has its own um, music thing. It seems like they're working on making a whole thing for Disney. That's pretty cool. It's, honestly, I, I think when epic and fortnite were kind of becoming a thing i don't know if they've ever in their wildest dreams thought this would be happening to their game or their company yeah yeah 
I mean, good for them, though. Like, even though it's not my style of game, like, it's crazy the amount that it's, like, one, still going, and two, just, I mean, you got Disney on your side. Mm-hmm. You, you got the top mouse on there, so, like, where do, where do you go from here now? Yeah. Yeah, very true. I'm so excited. Because, like, it doesn't need to just be Fortnite. It could be, like, whatever within Fortnite. You know what I mean? It's going to be oh, yeah. crazy. Um, this week, we got a Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase on Wednesday, 8 a.m. Central Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. It's going to be about 25 minutes long. It'll post on their YouTube and their other channels. Joey, what are you expecting from this? Um, mainly hoping a release date for... Uh, oh, it's a partner showcase. I still give me a thousand year door date. Mm. That's what I mainly want. That'd be so cool. I don't know if we're gonna get it because it's a partner showcase. Uh, yeah. So I'm like reading their official thing here. Uh, it is tune in for around 25 minutes of information focused on gaming games coming to Nintendo Switch system in the first half of 2024 from our publishing and development partners. Eh. Well, maybe this is where we hear the first thing about what Xbox game's coming. Yeah, no, 100%. I definitely think you hear, like, Hi-Fi Rush or whatever gets announced here. Yeah, that I... Uh... I think it's going to be... I think you get Sea of Thieves first. Ooh. That's a huge game, and I, I think for, like, Pirates, it'd be cool if you get, like, Samus. Yeah. Space Pirate. Or you get, like, Star Fox. Like, I think that, that'd be their way to, like, introduce them to the Sea of Thieves world, and... That'd be pretty hyped. Um, I also wouldn't be shocked. They're like, hey, by the way, remember Princess Peach Showtime coming out in like May or March, whenever it is. Remember, it's coming out. Um, but ooh, yeah, if you get a if you actually get a release date for Par- Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, oh yeah, yeah, that'd be, that'd cool. be cool. Be pretty sweet. But we'll see. Yeah, that's, I, that's mainly what I want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think you're getting. I just don't think you're getting the switch tease switch to tease here. I know Joey before the show you mentioned the report that came out saying that like now like reports are saying it's pushed to quarter one twenty twenty five. Yeah. Fuck. Yes, I, I don't. I think it's too early to hear anything. Yeah. I think later in the year. God, I just you know, I just want it. You know. Right. I just want to know I'm, it exists. I'm waiting. I mean, it exists. It'll happen. Yeah. Yeah, damn, that's okay. Um, what's not okay? Uh, Reddit signs an AI content licensing deal ahead of IPO. Social media firm agrees sixty million dollar deal with an AI company. Reddit has signed a contract allowing a company to train its artificial intelligent models on social media platforms content, according to people familiar with the matter. As it nears potential launch of its long-awaited initial public offering um weird dude i don't really know what any of that means you know what i mean just kind of weird here uh it says over a decade of valuable user content is now for sale as reddit preps to go public uh it will allow let's see worth about 60 million on the annualized basis so it's 60 million dollars a year is what they're getting it for 
Um, the outlet rights could still change as the company plans to go public are still in the works. Until recently, the most AI companies train their data on the open web without seeking permission. But that's proven to be legally questionable, leading to companies to try and get data on firmer footing. It's not known what company Reddit made. Oh, well, we do know what it made its deal with. Um, but it's quite a bit more than the $5 million annual deal OpenAI has reportedly been offering new publishers for their data. Um, the new deal follows as October stories that Reddit had threatened to cut off Google and Bing search crawlers if it couldn't make a training data deal with AI companies. I... I don't know what this means, Joey. <laughs> I, don't wanna, <laughs> I don't know what it means that the AI is like looking at my data on Reddit. I really don't know what it, it means. It means we're moving towards a world that I don't want to be a part of. What they're like? Why is there so much porn? I don't know. It's it's all porn. Everything's porn. <laughs> it's like uh, Robert California. Everything is sex. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the whole AI conversation, like, I, um, you know, I, I break the, I got not really a fourth wall, but I was, you know, taking a shower earlier after I shaved and had a shower thought. I'm like, you know, we could probably do a whole podcast on AI and how much I absolutely despise that that's how, like, that's where we're going. Ooh, I'm all for it. As like, as like humanity, we're going towards AI and like people losing jobs over this and like companies like, you know, like this are selling data to something that doesn't actually exist and that we get the backlash for it. And it's, it's all bullshit. And I think very soon here, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't like where everything's going. Not even yeah. just from a gaming standpoint, but just from like the world in general, because even like the new Samsung galaxy phone has AI integration. I'm like, Oh, so what you're saying is don't upgrade my phone for a very long time. Because mm. I don't want that shit. Right. Right. Even like Snapchat has AI. I tried so much. To, I, I report that thing all the time for just being. How do I, how do there. I like get it like off my shit? You don't. It's oh, there. It just stays there. All the way. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. So I think uh, probably with the way things are going, all social media will be deleted because I don't want any AI anywhere near me. It's so weird, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't like it. I hate it. it. Everything's fake. And now everything will be more fake. Ooh. Uh, ooh got, a little, got a little bit of breaking news here for you as well, Joey. Uh, Joey, I don't know if you saw that the the X-Men, the animated series is back. Did you see that? Did you did you get a chance no. to look at that yet? No. With the voice actors and everything. It's called X-Men 97. Comes out in March on uh, Disney+. Plus. I'll send you the trailer. Check it out. It's really fucking cool. Okay. It's the original theme song. So good. So it takes place after the events of the cartoon. Um, and we just found out it's going to be coming to Disney Plus on March 20th. It's going to have Dolby premium formats and will be receive a TV 14 rating. Oh, yeah. So maybe get, maybe get a dam in there. Ooh, maybe. Maybe a shit. Ooh. I get a shit. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. That is a good All one. Right. Yeah, check that out. Yeah, I'm gonna send you that. Me up. Yeah, that dude. As soon as you start to hear the song, I was like, oh, goosebumps. I was ready. Was like, oh, wrong song. No, no, no. It's a. Oh, it's so good, dude. That one in the Spider-Man one in the '90s always gets me. Always just brightens my nostalgia yeah dude oh can't can't help it uh fantasy critic check-in well everybody it's not looking great for your boy 
I'm not off to a hot start, okay? But we'll check in here. So, Belligerent Kong Games, which is BK. He's already... He had Helldivers 2. It's at a 13.2 total at the 83.2 on the open critic. Uh... BB Games on Dead Black Bull doesn't have any games coming out yet, but he does have some in March getting ready to roll, so he'll have a nice little run there. Uh, Sony Pony Lover, which is Joey, <laughs> had Mario vs. Donkey Kong the remake come out, get a 78.2. That puts you at 8.2. Not bad. Not yeah, bad. Not, not great, but okay. I mean, I feel like it's solid for your fourth pick. You know what I mean? It's okay. Right, yeah. Um... FYE membership, which is Mike, had Persona 3 Reload and Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, which we just talked about earlier in the show. And those both scored just short of 90, so he got both just a little above 19 points on both of those. He's off to a good start. Junior, which is I Give Up, picked Tekken 8 and Prince of Persia The Lost Crown. Both of those scored incredibly well. And his counterpick of my game, Skull and Bones, also did well. So he is currently in the lead. And yeah, I had Skull and Bones come out to a 59.9, basically a 60, and it was a negative 10 points so far for me. Uh, Ouch. Yeah, not great. I was like also looking like, what do I have coming out next? I'm like, oh, I do have a WWE game that looks really good because they added a bunch of stuff to it for the people who used to love, so that might give me some decent points just to get back to zero at least. Uh, and then I don't have right. anything else till April, so like, ugh, dude, tough, tough. You know, I hope Nintendo shows off some more games for you to pick up, Joey, because you have so many Nintendo games already. I feel like I'm just Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, even though you're Sony Pony lover. I do love that. Right. I yeah. love that, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I heard you said before the show that you and Mike talked about, it, like, what happened? You're like, oh, skull and bones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll talk. I'll talk. Move. Yeah, I'll talk a little bit on skull and bones, though. Um, so when I made that pick first, it was just because I was like, all right, like, what if this is, like, average? You know, what if this is, like, slightly above average? And, like, we were just all kind of surprised, you know? Cool. You know, not us personally as, like, the team, but, like, people that are reviewing the games, you know? They're slightly surprised. Right. Um, I was wrong. And to be completely fair, when David told me the beta was out, the open beta, and I was like, all right, I installed it on Xbox. I'm like, let me do this. Let me just try. I When did this game go in development, dude? Let's see. Skull and Bones. Let's check it out. Because I... Probably, like, 15 years ago? I don't know. It's been a long time. Dude, let's see. Uh, so as of 2017, it was marketed as a tactical action game set in an open world environment and played from a third person perspective. Um, Skull and Bones, the game began development in 2013, dude. My God. Okay, being initially envisioned as an expansion of Assassin's Creed Black Flag, then it was an MMO spinoff title under the name Black Flag Infinite. So this whole time, this game originally was supposed to be something with Black Flag. If you remember Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which was a good game, had the ship battle mechanic, right? And everyone fucking loved that because we didn't have that ever before. We're like, oh my God, dude, I'm on a pirate ship fighting other pirate ships. This is really cool. Then we got Sea of Thieves, remember? Okay, Sea of Thieves, kind of cool. Kind of a fun party game for you and your friends, okay? You got to actually fight on boats. You got to fight off the boats. You got to go on different islands. It was a whole thing, okay? You could jump on other people's boats and blow their shit up. Remember that? Fun time. Really fun time. So here we are now, after 11 years since this game was first in development. 
And I think uh, probably should have just stayed there. I understand they invested so much stuff into it. So, like, I get it. But, like, I just, when I was playing the game, I realized how fucked I was. I was like, yeah, yeah, this isn't going to score well. Because, like, yeah, it is fun to an extent. Like, you know, I enjoyed, like, probably a good 15 minutes of me, like, riding the, like, riding the boat around and, like, controlling and, like, shooting. But also it felt awkward. Like, it felt awkward to control. Because what I liked about Sea of Thieves so much is that each of you could control a different part of the ship. Right? Whereas right. this, like, it's just me controlling the whole fucking boat. And I'm, like, doing it as if I'm driving a car, like, in a racing game. Like, Forza Horizon or something, right? Like, I'm driving a car. Or if I'm driving a tank in a game. And, like, you know what I mean? It's not fun. It really wasn't that fun. And then, like, you like when you're, like, attacking the other ships, you don't even, like, board their ship. You don't even do that. It's stupid. Oh, wow. It's dumb. And, like, I know, like, uh, when I was to show David the score, he's like, ooh, wow. He's like, I mean, a lot of people I follow on Twitch are playing it, and they seem to like it. And he's like, but to be fair, they really like Sea of Thieves, and they probably just wanted some type of pirate content. I'm like, see, that's different, okay? I understand that. I right. get that. That's your well, niche. Also getting paid to play that. Well, that's also true. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> um I was just playing it just to find out if I would like it or not. And by God, I did not. Not good. I play. I enjoyed Suicide Squad way more <laughs> than I enjoyed Skull and Bones. Everybody. So uh, yeah, you uh, you just don't even waste your time. You know what I mean? Don't even, don't even do it. Don't do it to yourselves. It's not worth it. Ugh. Damn. Damn. That's disappointing, but not surprising. No, it's not. I mean, once you realize that it was in development for like four, th what, eleven years, like you, you understand. Yeah, it's just yep. too long, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like our taste changes, you know. Eleven years. I mean, dude, I wasn't even legal to drink yet. Oh my god! Don't age yourself like that. But it's true. It's true. <laughs> I couldn't even legally buy a drink yet. Like, you know how right. much I've changed in 11 years? Like, my perspective or, like, things I like to do and don't like to do anymore? Like, what the shit, dude? Like, <laughs> I just... Yeah. Fuck, man. I, like... I But I, I will say, I gave it my best effort. I was like, I'm gonna try really hard. I'm gonna try and see if this is, like, a legit thing. And it just was not. Not not great. Not great, so... Um, well, this is, like... Uh, you know, a hindsight thing of, you know, we were all very disappointed about Scalebound because, you know, that game just looked insane. Uh, Who's to say, you know, that took 10 years to come out and we go, oh, yeah, I forgot about this game. And then we played and go, yeah, they probably should have canceled this. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good call, too. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I still want Scalebound, though, Joey. Fuck it. You know what I mean? I mean, it did look really cool. Yeah, it did. I wish, and then every time it gets teased, that like they're like, "Oh yeah, like don't do that to me, just don't do it." Okay, if you're not gonna oh, give don't. me the damn game, just just don't do it, fuckers. Ugh, I would love for that cool. game to be shadow dropped one day. That'd be nuts. That'd be. They nuts. released the new Xbox and like, and by the way, scale bound. I'm like, what the fuck? I lose it. <laughs> Even if it's shitty, you're just like, oh my god, we did it. Right. It's like uh, how it's like how I so badly want another Viva Pinata, you know? I want it so bad. <laughs> I want it more than I need air to breathe. Sometimes, you know, like 
I'll fucking every time that like anybody posts anything like with Xbox is going to do a developer direct or they're going to tease something. I, and for the first time in a long time, I saw somebody on Twitter that like is like a legit like a IGN employee or like a GameSpot employee or something like release another Via Pinata, you cowards. And I was like, yes, yes, <laughs> I'm not alone. Right. But, you know, like that will always bug me about Xbox is that you see like how good like Nintendo will get it like with an Animal Crossing or something like that. And these fuckers are sitting on Banjo fucking Kazooie and Viva Pinata just sitting on them. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Just fucking sitting on them, dicking around. Not uh, What the fuck? You know, like, get into that market with, like, the kids and shit. You know? For fucking, real? Like, what are you fucking doing? Fucking idiots. Oh, dude, that makes me so fuck. Oh, it makes me so triggered every now, time. Now, what happens if they release, you know, another Viva Pinata, right? But uh-huh. it's a games of service. I don't give a fuck, dude. If it's something yeah, that okay. I love, because I, it, okay, so the way I look at like, circling it all the way back here to close this out, we talk about games as a service, okay? The way I kind of look at games as a service this is how I've always, it's not how I looked at, remember when everything fucking got DLC for a while, Joey? Do you remember when DLC was fresh? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. What a time to be alive, right? Like, that would really date us, but, like, I remember when you first started, like, oh, you could purchase DLC for this game, right? And I will fucking remember doing a podcast on like second city sports chairs like second city gaming and we would say oh man that's a slippery slope and you know what that slippery slope led us to joey games as a fucking service that is what it led us to dude that directly led us to that because because what they realized was instead of making people pay for said dlc right we don't have to do that we can just have you pay little by little as you go and we'll just drop in the content as we go and we will just call it updates we'll call it updates and uh things like that we're not going to actually call it dlc anymore these fuckers they think they got us joey and they did they did they got us and we we knew before we knew but remember also how we would always say like listen if it's a game that i put my time in and i really enjoyed it i have no problem paying for dlc to you i have no issues with that right kind of like the witcher 3 okay the witcher 3 came out was amazing i loved all my time spent with that game so when the two dlcs came out i had no problem putting the money in to go get those because i love the game so much right kind of like people now with cyberpunk right they really like cyberpunk 2077 so when freedom liberties of freedom or whatever came out they're like oh my god this looks really good i like your game i have no problem doing that okay so when it comes to games as a service right if i play your game fortnite for instance right I play a lot of fucking Fortnite. I just have. So I have no problem playing, putting money into it because it got my money's worth out of it. I have no problem with it. Also, in that sense, for Fortnite is a free downloadable game. And then that's how, you know, I mean, a little bit different that I'm not paying a full $70 for the game and then doing that. But, you know, if I like I think my 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 mindset still is the same as it was all that time ago with DLC, where it's like, if I love your product. I have no problem investing in it. Final Fantasy 16. I enjoyed my time with it. It has its DLC out right now, the first one. I've looked at it multiple times in the last month where I'm like, Ooh, I kind of want it because I really did enjoy my time. And if I did, I probably wouldn't feel so bad about getting it because I'm like, you know what? I liked your game. Uh, I'll do it. You know, or as you mentioned with Spider-Man. Yeah, like that's, that's reasonable. Yeah. So like if Viva Pinata... <laughs> 
came out and it was games as a service, but I loved it. I'm like, well, you know what? That's okay. I'll do that. That's, you know what I mean? that's fair. Yeah. Then it's okay. But if you're just doing it just to poke me, motherfuckers, I mean, so. <sighs> yeah, just, just to yeah. do it. Uh, do you know? Oh, I did not know. I did not know. Do you know why we didn't get Scalebound, Joey? I th- I think so. I did. Ago, but go ahead. I didn't know it's because Platinum Games decided to kind of like go in a different direction and work more on Bayonetta. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, you fuckers, dude. Well, uh, Bayonetta's a good game, though. So, like, I can't yeah. be that upset. Yeah. Yeah. But damn. Yeah. Uh, now, as of February of 2020, though, Scalebound remains an intellectual property fully owned by Microsoft. Platinum Games would want to return to it if given the opportunity. They should. <sighs> you fuckers, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they went on. They they did a lot of Bayonetta stuff, a lot of Nier Automata stuff, the wonderful 101. I mean, they did do a lot of shit, dude. You know? So, like, I right. get it. I think oh they worked on they worked on Astral Chain too. Oh dude, okay, so I see, mean they went off and did good things. Yeah, Platinum Games doing good stuff, buddy. But god damn it, dude, if we can get Scalebound. Oh, here it is, dude. That'd be so cool. Maybe one day. Hopefully, we hope so. Um, anything else, Joey? Uh, no, I think that'll do it. All right, as as always, everybody, find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. It's at AMNationPod. Hit the follow button on all those. Listen on podcast services such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts and others. Just search Amalgamation Nation. Give it a like, share, listen, all that good stuff. We appreciate it. Uh, a lot of episodes, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, for you to choose from. You've got a sports episode out right now. By the time this drops, you should have this episode, the gaming, uh, the Weebisode, Book Club, and... Uh, the top 10 movies of, for myself and David of 2023 and some movies we're looking forward to in 2024. So check those out as well. Twitch.tv slash Undead Black Bull is where you find David. Give him a follow and a sub. If you have Amazon Prime, you get a free Twitch gaming sub a month. So give it to Undead Black Bull. And the Epic Games content creator code is AMNationPod. So if you're playing Fortnite or maybe on the Epic Games store on your PC, use that code AMNationPod and help support the show at no extra cost to you. As always, everybody, have a great time, enjoy gaming, and you stay breezy.